long-term recovery has everything to do with how you approach your daily life. Imagine this scenario. Your recovery is going great. You're staying sober every day. Things are on track. And overall, you're feeling pretty proud of what you've accomplished so far. But let's be real. You're probably also feeling a little bit burnt out from pouring every ounce of your soul into your sobriety. And some things may be starting to slip because we're human and we're living life and things start to slip. But maybe your days are packed so full you feel like you have absolutely no room to breathe or you're losing focus on the actions that got you this far because your mind is constantly occupied with other things. Or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed and scattered and you have no idea where to even start. Can you relate to this? I don't know about you, but if I look too far into the future, I can easily get frazzled, overthinking everything, trying to think of every possible scenario that I can't control, and it starts to feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And if you've been a listener for some time, you probably know I put a lot of work and energy into my life in recovery, and I want to know what I'm doing (laughs) or feel like I know what I'm doing. In this episode, I'm sharing my list of six habits you can start working on right now to stay on top of your game and move forward with a clear path to long-term recovery and all the other goals you have for your life and sobriety. It's time to tighten things up, my friend. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Most of you know relapse rates for people with drugs and alcohol are really high. There are a million reasons people relapse, and there also are a million things we can do to not relapse. And one thing I want to say right now is I don't care if you've had a hundred starts and stops, starting right this moment, you never have to drink again. You never have to relapse ever again. Even if you've done it a thousand times in the past, starting right this moment, you never have to have another drink. That is entirely possible. If your goal is to build long-term, happy, sustainable sobriety, which is what we're doing here, there are lifestyle changes, skills to work on, tools to use that will help you get that new sober lifestyle filled with purpose that you really want. And real quick, I'm going to give you everything I have in this podcast episode. And if you want to do this better and faster, and you want direct support and coaching from me, then you should book a call with me to see how I can help. And I'll give you more information on what that is and how to do that after the show. But let's get into this episode. And the first thing I want to talk about is willingness. Willingness is one of my favorite pieces 
of recovery. It's one of my favorite lessons I learned. And once it really sunk in and I understood it, it was a game changer for my whole life. And that's why it's on this list because I want you to think about willingness. And you'll hear, like, sometimes we talk about being teachable. And I think being teachable is really similar. But what I want you to think about with willingness is you have to be willing to change your life, right? Otherwise, it won't last. And making the decision to change is super hard. We all know that. And often it feels harder than maintaining your regular life. It feels harder to change, even though you're uncomfortable and unhappy in your drinking life, it still feels harder (laughs) to change than just to keep going with that. But ultimately, you have to be the one to decide you're ready to change. And I want you to think about willingness in many, many ways. One, how willing are you to do the work to be different? How willing are you to take direction from people who have already done what you're trying to do? Are you willing to sacrifice your energy? to actively engage in different things, to have a different life? Are you willing to take direction? Are you willing to make sacrifices to achieve the thing you want to achieve, right? In this case, recovery. And when we talk about sacrifice, I always tell my clients, you know, you can get real honest with yourself about where you are and how serious you are about really changing when you start thinking about what are you willing to sacrifice for the change? Because when you work on anything big for sure, and this is life, business, sobriety, whatever, when you are working on something and you're trying to achieve something and trying to create a change and change your life, it requires sacrifice. And that's how you figure out how serious you are. What are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice? Maybe it's some sleep time, right? Maybe you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier to do whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you're going to have to sacrifice some time in front of the television. Maybe it's some lounge rest and relaxation time you're going to have to sacrifice. Maybe it's time with your family. Maybe it's comfort you're going to have to sacrifice, right? Maybe you're going to have to be willing to be uncomfortable to get what you want, that's how I figure out how serious I am about creating change in my life or achieving a goal. What am I willing to sacrifice? And if I'm not really willing to sacrifice any of those things, if I'm not willing to do the things, if I'm not willing to follow through, if I'm not willing to invest my time and energy and sometimes money to get guidance, and then if I'm not willing to follow the guidance, and if I'm not willing to stick to it even when it sucks and it pisses me off, and if I'm not willing to be uncomfortable, if I'm not willing to learn and be not good at something, I mean, that's willingness. And if I'm not willing to make those sacrifices, then I'm not real serious about that goal. Willingness is a game changer. The next thing I want to talk about is support. Community support, social support, support groups, however you want to look at this. Social support is one of the main contributing factors for long-lasting sobriety. 
recovery is this really unique process that's different for everybody. And it can feel really difficult to cope with all the things and all the changes and all the feelings without the support of like-minded people. Having supportive peers who are going through the same things you're going through or have been through the same things you're going through, that's what gives us strength and encouragement. And when we can get that strength and encouragement from those people, that's what gives you a sense of hope. It gives you a little light at the end of the tunnel and makes you think, huh, I wonder what is possible. Maybe I really can do this. And as your recovery gets difficult, which it will because life gets difficult, sober or not, life gets difficult. But you have that support system where you can talk to those people. You can learn coping strategies and have role models and get guidance. That support is going to be super important for you when you do encounter difficult circumstances or unexpected situations. You're going to have to have that support. Community support and support groups also have been found to be an incredible buffer for stress. And stress is one of the main contributing factors of relapse. So anything you can do to learn how to manage and minimize your stress is an excellent tool and strategy that you should be utilizing every day. And these are the things that will get you to long-term sobriety. And there are a million ways to create community support, right? There are a ton of online communities now. All the podcasters, just like me, we all have private communities and member communities with support groups. You know the big ones, AA, Smart Recovery, Celebrate Recovery. There's Recovery Dharma. Do a Google search for recovery support groups and you will be blown away at what you find. The next one, and I love this one too, this is something we work on, I work on with my clients in private coaching so much, is self-efficacy. And self-efficacy is your belief in your ability to achieve a goal or complete a task. Your belief in your ability. This means that you believe you can overcome the challenges. This is essential. You can come in not fully believing that you can do it, and that will absolutely limit your chance at long-term success and sobriety. You can also come in and believe that you are capable of getting sober and staying sober and creating a new lifestyle. And just in that belief, that self-efficacy, you are more likely to succeed simply because you have the confidence that you can do it. You're also more likely to continue making positive choices in the future too, in other areas of your life when you have that self-efficacy. The problem is that You know, we have a lot of prior negative experiences, right? And all these relapses and day one again and all those situations. And that is what really hurts your confidence where you stop believing in yourself. You stop believing that you're able to get sober and maintain it. But this is where like in 12 steps, we talk about one day at a time. 
You really only have to do it one day at a time. And every day that you string together, you start to believe in yourself a little bit more. But what I want you to think about is, I want you to think about your ability to not put alcohol in your hand and then put it to your mouth because you are perfectly capable of not putting a drink in your mouth. We're all perfectly capable of that. And that's the only thing you have to believe in is that you are capable and you are. And your confidence will gradually grow and you'll have more energy and more motivation. And then you'll take more steps and bigger steps to get that lifestyle long-term sobriety that you want. This is also where that support and support groups become so imperative in your journey because you have to have people to feed off of, especially when you don't feel great. You've got to be able to get some positive energy from other people. And you have to see people that have already fought their way through through the things that you're fighting through so you can see it as possible. The next one I'm going to talk about is working on your mental health. This is so important. There is such a strong connection between, you know, mental health issues like anxiety and depression for sure and addiction. And it's like it's the same area of the brain, so it makes sense, right? They're kind of going to go hand in hand on some level. So when your mental health symptoms become really overwhelming, you are naturally going to look for relief. And one of the really crappy things about drugs and alcohol is they retrain the brain to get that relief from the substances, right? So if your symptoms, if your mental health symptoms, anxiety, depression, if your symptoms get crazy, and they start getting bigger and out of control, and your brain has been trained to get relief from the substance, well, where the hell do you think you're going to turn for relief? You're going to go right to the substance, right? So it's not surprising that mental health stuff often leads to a relapse. So getting some help with your mental wellness is imperative. It's imperative anyway, (laughs) but certainly if you want to get to long-term recovery, we've got to start figuring out those pieces of our puzzle, right? We all... We're all a thousand piece puzzle and anxiety and depression, bipolar disorder, um, borderline personality, ADHD, all of these things have symptoms, right? So we've got to figure out what we're dealing with, what those symptoms are and how to cope with those symptoms. And I don't want you immediately going to all the excuses of why you can't get help and you can't do this, you can't afford it and all this stuff because this doesn't have to cost any money. I want you to go back to willingness. Are you willing to invest some time and dig around on the internet to find the resources you want? Are you willing to sit down And maybe be a little bit uncomfortable and maybe a little bit bored looking, searching YouTube or doing a Google search to find some mental health tools. You can find free groups. There are tons of resources. You just have to be willing to put in the time and energy to find them. But I would say if you want to start exploring some of this and you don't have money to start seeing a therapist, then go on YouTube 
and start Googling different, whatever you think you might have or whatever those symptoms are. And you will find people talking about that. You can find people that really resonate with you and people that you like, and you can follow them and you can start learning more. And that's how you find online communities and free resources and guides and all the things just like I make for recovery. But be willing to put your time and energy into finding the resources that you need. And if you are a person with great insurance or, you know, millions of dollars, then go get some freaking therapy. Everybody on the planet should be in therapy or working with a coach, one or the other or both. (laughs) So if you have those capabilities, go do that. Because long-term sobriety requires really understanding the symptoms of those mental health issues that we all have. We have to deal with those symptoms so we don't turn to the substance for relief. Okay, next is self-care. This is physical, emotional, psychological, all kinds of well-being is going to be included in this chat about self-care because all of these things directly influence your likelihood of maintaining long-term sobriety, right? Like if you're not eating well and fueling your body, you're not going to feel good, right? You're going to have mood swings. Your energy is going to be terrible. At some point, you're going to start having physical health problems. You know, we gain weight or like for me, my hormones got out of whack and I gained weight. My energy was terrible and I had to figure all that stuff out. A lot of it was food because I do like really bad food. (laughs) I do. I love food that's bad for me. And it has been a lifelong battle. And I'm so much better now, but it has been a lifelong battle. So that's one way of taking care of yourself, right? Another way of taking care of yourself or not taking care of yourself, right, is not filling your free time with meaningful activities and hobbies that you love. If you aren't doing things that you enjoy and that are meaningful to you, then you're going to feel bored and unfulfilled. And what do you think your brain is going to tell you to do if you're bored and unfulfilled? You're going to look for relief. And where do you think you're going to look for relief, my friend? You're going to go right back to the substance because your brain has been retrained like we just talked about. So you have to prioritize your self-care and don't look at this as, you know, self-care isn't massages and facials and mani-pedis. You know, those things can be great. They can also get really mundane and pointless in themselves, right? But do things to care for yourself, care for your body, take care of yourself, get good sleep. Start practicing eating healthier foods or removing some unhealthy foods from your diet. Uh, Meditation, of course, or visualization. I'm a big law of attraction person. I like visualization. I love meditation too, but I do a little more visualization than meditation, but I do it, right? Uh, Deep belly breaths. That is a proven, scientifically proven stress reliever. Physiologically changes your stress response. Deep belly breaths. That's it. Are you willing to take the time to do it? Are you willing to set the reminders to create the habit of doing those things to keep your stress level down. Managing your stress will help you 
get long-term sobriety, right? These are all self-care things. Self-care is also going to a support group of some sort, right? Online communities, whatever you want to do, that's self-care because it's feeding and nurturing your soul. Take care of yourself. Establish clear boundaries in your work life, in your personal life. Create some daily routines that make you feel good. And again, that help manage your stress. Keep your home environment clean. This is a big self-care thing. When our environment is chaotic or messy, it has a major effect on us psychologically. So even taking care of your environment and picking up your house and cleaning things up and putting things away is self-care. Being financially responsible is self-care because it minimizes stress and chaos. Self-care, super, super important. The last thing I want to touch on, so I don't talk your face off all day, the last one I want to touch on is purpose having a sense of purpose and feeling satisfied. This is so important. Your sobriety isn't everything and it will not fulfill you. Sobriety alone will not fulfill your entire life. And I think this is a misconception that people have often going into recovery is thinking that you're going to quit drinking and magically everything's going to be great, but it just doesn't work that way. My sobriety is number one, for sure, because I have this really big, beautiful life that I am in love with, and I am so grateful for every piece of it. And if I lose my sobriety, I lose everything, right? This whole ship is going down if I relapse. So my sobriety is my number one priority because I don't have everything else without my recovery. So it's number one. But it is not my entire identity. There are so many things I love in my life, and there are so many things that give me purpose. And I want you to figure out those things for yourself. One of the biggest things for me is being of service, volunteer work, service work, giving of myself and my time to help others and serve others. Huge purpose in my life. And it's not always easy to get that sense of purpose or to understand the meaning in your life, especially when you're starting at day one or, you know, your first three months of sobriety for sure. It can feel daunting, but keep looking, be willing to look, be willing to do things and try things and be willing to get out of your comfort zone, be willing to do something you've never done before just to see how you might feel about it and figure out who you are. This can also go with self-care, you know, having things that you enjoy doing, having hobbies and things like that that are more fulfilling to you. Again, my sobriety is not my entire being. There are all kinds of things I love and that I take part in every day, right? I love learning. I am constantly learning and taking courses to learn different things and all kinds of random things. You would probably crack up if you saw my course library. <laughs> but I'm always, I love to learn. I want to know everything. Everything interests me. I want to know everything. What else do I love? I love... um 
home decor and renovation. I'm a big DIY person. I love that stuff. I'm always learning about that stuff and getting better at it. I love speaking another language, right? I'm always working on that and trying to get better at that. I love salsa dancing. So I'm always doing that. I'm a shopaholic. I love doing that. I love spending time with my family and building those relationships. I have breakfast with my father every Saturday. I love doing that. I love building businesses and I love working on my financial responsibility because that was a ridiculously difficult journey for me to just become a responsible human. But I love all of those things, right? It's all of these things make up who you are as a person. And having a sense of purpose and fulfillment in all the different areas of your life is what will help you get to that long-term recovery. That's what you want. You want to be fulfilled. You want to feel good. Now, remember, I'm here to guide you through this journey. If you follow these strategies I just laid out, you will be well on your way to transforming your life and building that long-term sobriety you really want. And if you'd like to work with me and my team directly, you can book a call with me, addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. I'd love to hear from you and see if it might be a fit, addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. And I will link that in the show notes as well. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.